Hey, Grown Up Friends, a big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be like I said, that honest, and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them, and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it, and I really also appreciate all of your support. Instead of focusing on active income, meaning working for money, uh, we have to focus on passive income, which means that once we make the money, we use that money to buy income producing assets and let those assets buy the things. And then if we decide to continue to work for money, we just keep that cycle going. So that way we're growing wealth instead of uh, relying on our physical labor in order to manage our money. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. Grown-up friends, get ready to smile and be really excited about your money and the potential to have more of it. No get-rich-quick ideas here. You know I would not take you guys there. But today's guest, Ash Cash Exandis, is going to help us all see the money mistakes that we make and also provide some easy solutions that can work for all of us. Ash Exandis, aka Ash Cash, is often called the hip-hop financial motivator because he uses a culturally responsive approach to teach financial literacy. He's also a speaker and a best-selling author of many, many books. We're going to talk about that. Lots of books, lots of money coming from books for him. He is also very much a financial grown-up you will learn a lot from. Here is Ash Cash Exandis. Ash Cash Exantis, you're a financial grown-up. I'm so happy I finally got you on the program. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Bobby. I appreciate you. We were joking before I started recording. I have been trying to get you on literally for years since we met at Shannon McLeay's Financial Gym, which is now virtual. So hey, Shannon. So glad you're here. What have you been up to the last few years? You have, oh, I don't know, I don't know 11 books <laughs> yes, going on? Yes. yes. Yeah, just, uh, you know, writing books and, and making sure people get their minds and their money right so they could, you know, live in abundance. Which is apropos, your company is called Mind Right Money Management. Tell us quickly yes. about that. Yeah, I think a lot of times people always think about the practical things as it relates to managing money, but uh, they have to focus on a mindset first. And so when I started doing this work, I said, no, I can't, you know, everybody wants to lead with, with practicality, but the practicality is really the mindset. So mindset uh, or Mind Right Money Management is really a company that teaches uh, how to change your mind in order to manage your money the right way. 
Which is so important. And one of the important mindsets is also to understand that as grownups, we make mistakes. It happens all the time. And it's part of the learning process. And then it's a really important thing. You brought with you three mistakes that we grownups need to be aware of so that we don't make them. We probably are making a lot of them already. I mean, I know mistake number two is something I may be doing. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. So let's dive right in. So mistake number one, is working hard for money instead of letting money work for you. Tell us more about that and what we need to be aware of. Yeah. So number one, you know, society, school, everything teaches us that we have to go to work, work hard. And then once we make some money, we buy things with the money and then we continue that cycle of working hard, working hard. We put a little bit away. But the truth of the matter is that if we want to create uh, financial freedom, we want to build wealth, we have to change that relationship with money. So instead of focusing on active income, meaning working for money, uh, we have to focus on passive income, which means that once we make the money, we use that money to buy income producing assets and let those assets buy the things. And then if we decide to continue to work for money, we just keep that cycle going. So that way we're growing wealth instead of uh, relying on our physical labor in order to manage our money. So give me a practical real world example of that. Yeah. So like young people are taught to buy a home first, right? To live in, but you can house hack. So imagine, you know, a young 20 something year old or any age to be hundred percent honest, if they're saving to buy, to become a homeowner, um, instead of instead of buying a home to actually live in, uh, you buy a home, uh, a multifamily home, and you rent it out. And so now immediately you have achieved you know, mortgage freedom because you live in one apartment, uh, you rent out the other apartment, and then what you're renting that other apartment for pays for your mortgage. And so now that rent is covered. I wrote 11 books. Books are a great example. You write it one time, right? And so it it took me active work for me to physically write these books. But after the books are done, you sell them over and over and over again. My first book was, I wrote that in 2009. I still get checks to this day from something I did over 12 years ago. And so those are two, you know, high level and low level, if you will, examples of how I took active work to make money, but then now that asset is paying me over and over and over again. Right. So mistake number two, this is the one that has me sort of second guessing myself. So mistake number two is having the wrong number of bank accounts. I've never given it that much thought. Tell us more about how many bank accounts should we have? Yeah. So everyone should have four bank accounts, right? So most people have the two, mainly people have one, right? They have the checking account. And, you know, some people have a checking and a savings account, but the savings account never accumulates anything because once they start to save, they get to buy one, get one from Macy's, and then they transfer money to the <laughs> checking account, right? And so, you know, everyone should have four accounts. You should have a spending account, right? And so that's the money that you allocate to spend money, right? And so, you know, whatever your your bills, once you start allocating things, you want to have a bill account, right? And so let me back up a little bit. You should have a bill account first and your bill account is where the money is going to go to pay your bills. So you shouldn't have a debit card attached to that bill account. Everything should be automated, paid online. You should have a spending account. You should have money put aside, whatever the percentage is to spend. And that's in a checking account. You should have a savings account, and that savings account is going to be for when you separate your 
your budget from short-term spending, long-term, mid-term goals. You should have a savings account and that money goes there. And you should also, your fourth account should be a financial freedom fund, right? People call it an emergency fund. Words have power. So we're not calling any emergencies into our lives. So we call it a financial freedom fund. And every time you get paid, you should have a percentage of money that goes into your financial freedom fund. But here's the kicker, Bobby. Your financial freedom fund should not be in the same bank that you have your checking account. It could be an online bank. It could be a regional bank. I do not want you to have a debit card attached to it. I want you to, I actually want you to make it so inconvenient that you don't even remember that you have this account. In fact, when you get paid, I want you to automate it somehow where the money goes automatically to that account and allow that money to grow. And as that money grows, you use that to increase your wealth. I'm processing all this, but okay. I feel like I just got a homework assignment from you because I don't have my funds set up that way. And I bet a lot of our grown up audience does not. So this is a lot to really think about and really incorporate into our lives. The third one is you lose money, saving money, invest first, Mm. save last. Yes, yes, yes. And this is old advice, right? So I was a banker for 15 years. And I remember when I first started my career as a banker in 1999, that was the last time rates were probably like four or 5% in the CD. Since then, you are literally losing money if you keep it in a bank. Especially now with the economy being what it is, I think inflation is over 7%, which means that if you're not at least making 7% in your checking account or your savings account, you're losing money. When you think about investing, whatever investing means for you, whether it's index funds, whether it's direct stocks, mutual funds, whatever it is, if you look from a long-term investing perspective, the average is going to always beat inflation. And so if we are looking to truly manage our money the right way by, you know, looking at or activating old advice, we're literally losing money. And so we have to invest first, invest your money first. When I say savings, you know, yes, you'll have that financial freedom fund because you want to have some liquidity, right? So things happen. And so you want to have some liquidity. You want to have some cash available, you know, if things happen. But, you know, minus the financial freedom fund, let's start getting into investing as soon as possible. Because once you start investing, you take advantage of compound interest. Uh, You think about dollar cost averaging, right? You think about this year, stocks have been a roller coaster, right? Some people get afraid at this time, but stocks, are li- you know, companies are literally on sale right now. And so if you do what's called dollar cost averaging and you're like, you know what, let me start investing now. The companies that you would have gotten at $100 or maybe at $20 right now, you better buy them up. And then by the time the, the, the economy rebounds, your account's going to start looking nice, really, really nice. And it is important to dollar cost average and to buy when you do see value. Of course, I know you would also counsel people if you're buying individual stocks, make sure that they're down because of things like the overall market tone, not because of a company specific reason. So I just want to add that caveat in for people. What's the biggest mistake you think people made in in the pandemic in terms of financially? Because it really threw so many people for a loop. And and a lot of us really, you you talk about the stock market. We thought the market would crater during the pandemic and it did for like a hot second. And then it came right back. So I'm just curious to know your observations, what you're seeing among your clients and everybody that you work with. Yeah, I think the number one money mistake that was made during the pandemic, we didn't pivot fast enough, right? So there's four types of people in the world. You have consumers, producers, investors, and philanthropists, right? Most of us are just consumers. 
And I think that the pandemic gave us a great opportunity to become producers and investors. And we didn't pivot fast enough. We knew the world, how normal it was. And we thought normal was going to come back where normal is never coming back, right? And so people got so used to to meetings on Zoom and digital that if whatever our expertise was, if we jumped on it and said, you know what, we're going to start providing that from a digital standpoint, there were so many digital millionaires made during the pandemic. And I think that was the biggest mistake was that uh, we were trying to hold on when it was time to kind of double down on our expertise and, you know, reach more of the world because everybody was home. Everybody didn't know what was next. And we could have reached our consumers faster uh, had we pivoted. Well, we all need you on our side. Before I let you go, you have a challenge for our listeners. Yes. So I have the Max Out Your Income Challenge, and it's literally helping people do exactly that pivot Wherever you are in the income spectrum, uh, there is always that next level. And so I've I've been able to max out my income through books, creating 15 streams of income from books. Um, and so if you go to maxoutyourincome.com, you could join the five-day challenge and you know take your income to the next level. Well, congratulations on all. And thank you so much for joining us. Where can people reach you besides, obviously, we know where to get to that challenge. Yes. Where can people reach Ash Cash? Yeah, you could follow me or, or go to my website, IamAshCash.com, or follow me on all social media platforms at IamAshCash. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bobby. Okay, grownups, I think we can all agree Ash Cash has a way of getting us newly remotivated to take action on our finances. I think my favorite takeaway was when Ash reframed the idea of an emergency fund as a financial freedom fund. It just seems more optimistic. What was your favorite takeaway? DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel and let me know. Thanks to all of you who have bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups. I have another ask, but it's a really easy one and it doesn't cost a thing. Please leave a five-star review on Amazon. You can keep it short and sweet, but having more reviews makes a big difference in getting the book discovered so we can help more people learn about money and generational wealth. And speaking of generational wealth, I would love to come speak to your company or organization and book clubs. I have some great virtual and in-person programs that you can learn more about by going to the Work With Bobby tab on the top right of my website, bobbyrebell.com. That's B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L.com. You can also get show notes and transcripts of every podcast right on my website and check out my adulting merch store, Grown Up Gear, for fun gifts. If you're going to graduations, bachelor and bachelorette parties, housewarming parties, birthday parties, whatever you're celebrating, we've got good stuff to give your friends and relatives. Super cute, fun stuff to make everyone smile. And with that, I wish all of you well, and especially big thanks to our guest, Ash Cash Exantis, for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, 
bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.